Welcome to another episode of Conversations with Lamp. I'm your host, James Lampkin. And my guest today is an amateur boxer out of the Washington, D.C. Headbangers Gym, Mr. Marquis Brown. Thank you for joining me. Hey, man. Thanks for having me, man. I appreciate you. Listen, the reason, but actually, you you started following me when I did an episode with uh, with with uh, one of your gym mates, Nasheed and um, Bud, the coach. So, first of all, let me say thank you for even one listening and two taking the time to follow me. No, nah, no, no problem, man. Uh, one thing we do um, at the gym is we support each other um, and everything we do. You know what I'm saying? And um, I see them post something, you know, I always repost it, you know, vice versa. They they do the same thing for us. So that's just a culture we have there. Now, what grabbed my attention to you was I started following you and you mentioned uh, a couple of days ago you celebrated one year sobriety. Yeah, man. Um, one year sobriety, man. It's, it's been a long journey. I actually um, was boxing for three months without being sober. And then, um, you know, I just had to make the decision. Uh, either I'm a box or I'm a, uh, you know, keep getting high. So I, I chose to box. Well, first of all, let me say congratulations, because that's a huge deal. I mean, going from are, are you sober? What from uh, like? Drug, well, alcohol is drugs. Like, um, yeah, everything. So, alcohol and and drugs. Like, any any no no champagne, no no drugs. No, I don't even smoke cigarettes. None of that. Wow, wow. So that was a huge change for you. Uh, yeah, yeah. Um, a huge change. Uh, you know, uh, working out every day, going through the mental part of the um boxing the physical part and um just changing my body and my diet also and the people i was around so was boxing the biggest motivation for that um yeah yeah um well actually well me and my you know just being being a better person that was probably the biggest motivation but boxing definitely motivated me because i was on and off stopping here and there and um, you know, boxing just just made me just cut it out, you know, a hundred percent. Also, but um, I I I definitely tried it a couple times, you know, before I uh just stopped completely. What try sobriety? Trying to be sober, but before boxing, yeah. What would you say your biggest challenges was that prevented you from doing it? Um, the people I was around, um, my way of thinking, my perspective on life. And um, just bad habits my, in my environment. Um, you know, once I got around people who wasn't smoking and doing the right thing um, with a different mindset, it actually became easier. You know, you build a support system, uh, somewhat of a foundation that you could fall back on, you know, that, that, that makes it um, a little bit easier. Um, it's always a fight every day to become a better person and to stay sober. But, you know, when you got people that support you and a foundation, you know, it's a little easier. You said being sober has made you a better person. So let me ask you, how would you describe yourself when before you became sober? Um, um emotionally unstable, um, impatient, um, irresponsible. Um, I didn't really want to communicate, you know, just uh, to myself a lot. Um, running from my problems. You know, um, 
willing to give up easy, lazy, um, not disciplined. That's about it. How how old were you when you when you started doing any type of drugs? Seventeen. That's when I took my first um, drink of liquor. Damn. Yeah, seventeen. Wow. Somebody, I mean, somebody actually gave it to you, or you? Right. Well, you asked. Um, well, I asked. I asked. I asked for. Um, and then um, I graduated high school. You know, I didn't smoke all the way until I graduated. And then after I graduated, I just you know found myself being bored a lot. So just went with some friends and got high with them one day. And, you know, I've been getting high, you know, every since from here on till I stopped uh, last year. Did you have to change the circle of people around you? Yeah, that was one of the most um, most important parts, you know, um, of my sobriety, you know, changing the people around me. You know, once you change the way of thinking, um, the pe- I think your environment is going to change regardless. Um, even if it's forced or you just do it naturally, um, that's, that's just how life goes um, for, for me, you know what I'm saying? We, you know, we always tell people, you know, change the people around, change the circle. Was it hard for you to do? Because these are probably people you've been, you know, hanging with for a long time. Um, I wouldn't say it was hard because um, you just get tired of, of doing the same things. Um, you know, my rock bottom was when, when I realized, you know, I didn't really have a purpose. I was just waking up, getting money, you know, eating, going back to sleep. You know what I'm saying? Once I realized that, you know what I'm saying, that I needed that purpose, I literally would do anything, you know what I'm saying, to fulfill that need, to fulfill that void. You know what I'm saying? That's why I feel like I work so hard in the gym anyway. And, I, and I, you know, I, I become so good so fast because – I don't know want to feel like that again. You know what I'm saying? I'm I'm a part of something bigger than me. You know what I'm saying? And um, that purpose that I got with boxing, you know, helped me find my purpose and other things in life. And it's a feeling that 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 feel better than any high. So, um, changing the people around me, that that was probably the easy part for real. You know what I'm saying? Uh, of course, I uh, wonder what they understand or how would they look at me. But at the end of the day. Um, I tend to motivate them, so it, it's it's better than what I was thinking. Okay, so you actually were able to maintain some of your friendships. Um, yeah. Um, I hear a couple things like you know people talking crazy about them, like I left them or abandoned the hood or whatever. But at the end of the day, them people came to see me, you know, come, come to my fights and they cheer me on. So and they support what I do. So you know, I don't really like listen to what people say you know you know i just appreciate all the support and i don't i don't care from who it could be from anybody if you support me i appreciate it how did you even get introduced to boxing um well my mom put me in a boxing camp when i was little um so the gym wanted me to box for a time and she got scared so she was like she didn't want me to get hurt so she took me out so, like, throughout my whole life, there's always been something in me that always wanted to box. You know, I was mad at my mother for a long time for that. And um, I was on Instagram, and I seen Pat 
boxing on Instagram. So, you know, I was intrigued. Like, man, I want to box. Like, you know what I'm saying? I, I think I want to box. So I told my cousin, his name is Omar. He um been at Headbangers for six, seven years now. So once I told him about the idea, he actually went to go box. Like, he actually took the idea and went to go box. He was a, he was like a, um, a maintenance, like a maintenance man, not a maintenance man, like a janitor he used to work in the gym. So he was always around there. One day he picked it up and actually started boxing. And, you know, he's good, you know, got, he won a couple fights. Um, so I used to see him. Now I'm seeing my cousin box, you know what I'm saying? I'm like, damn, he really doing it. He older than me. I think he's 33, 34. So I'm like, man, if he could do it, I could do it. You know what I'm saying? I'm younger than him by a couple of years. So that motivated me even more. And me being the chef, um, one of my managers used to box. So it's like I'm around it. I keep saying signs. My cousin doing it. You know what I'm saying? And one thing that made me really do it, um, one day I was, I was, I was incarcerated. And I got into it with the um the police in the jail and they took they took my property they took everything from me so i was i was mad i was real mad i had anger issues i put my bed up against the wall and i started punching my bed like and it made me feel better so i'm like damn that really made me feel better i'm like man when i go home i'm boxing and when i went home that's what i did how old okay i, I want to back up a little bit because i think it's important that i ask how old were you when your mom introduced you to the gym? Uh, I would say like around nine, ten years old. Okay. It was like a um little summer program, boxing. And we you know when the summer was over, she she took me out of it. It was just something that I guess, you know, to keep me busy during the summer. But I really the coaches really wanted me to do it and I really wanted to pursue it. Now, how old were you? Cause you you mentioned you were incarcerated. How old were you at that time? Um, when I was incarcerated, like um, a couple different times, because I was after I did my sentence, I uh, violated probation twice. So I had to, I did a year for the initial sentence, and then I did thirty days for the first violation. Then I did four months. Then that took me off of probation. Then I have I haven't been in trouble ever since. So I was twenty five, twenty six. Would you say that was your lowest term? Um, no, I, I wouldn't say that was, that was my lowest turn. I felt like, um, when I was telling you, um, about me having a purpose, you know what I'm saying? That was probably my lowest point ever. It's really interesting that you say that because a lot of us, unfortunately, a lot of us don't really take the time to understand what our purpose is. But just to know you were actually incarcerated, but your but your lowest time you were actually free, that's that's really a surprising answer. Yeah, because um I learned a lot when I was incarcerated. Um and it was only for a year. I mean, I could say if I did like, you know, more than that, then I pro it probably would have. But um me knowing that I'm I'm just gonna come home, uh that probably would kept my spirits higher than normal. Um, I'm very strong-minded. I got a strong mind, so um, yeah. I just, I just looked at, I looked at prison like I had a different perspective when I was locked up. I looked at it as a, as a learning 
as a as another chance. Cause I say all the time that, you know, when I was locked up, that a lot of people died. Like I feel like getting locked up was another God giving me another chance to uh, correct myself and get back out there. So that's how I always carry myself. I never let it I never let it break me when I was in. Even when I didn't know how much time I got, because I was facing a lot of time. I didn't know how much time I was gonna get, but I always had a you know strong mind when I was locked up. So that wasn't my lowest point. It was like once I realized that like I got everything I want, I just just that just that that void, you know what I'm saying? Just something that was missing, you know what I'm saying? So what was the feeling like when you finally did realize what your purpose was? Um would it feel like once I found out? Yeah, when you when you realize what your purpose is, when you, how did you feel? Because let me say this, because this, the reason I asked, because like I said, maybe like two minutes ago, a lot of people do not know what their purpose is. And they all, if they do know, they discovered it a lot later in life, <laughs> even after the age you discovered yours. Um, I, I just, I felt fulfilled, like, um, I didn't feel alone anymore. Um, I just felt like I was just it's something I, I really can't describe. I I feel like I don't know, man. It's cause like, you know, me, I'm I'm a simple person. So um, you know, when I'm getting out, I'm trying this, I'm trying that, nothing's working. Everywhere I turn, there's nothing working, you know. I pay attention to the universe and God and the signs that, you know, that's in front of me. So, you know, um, I just was at a dead end, you know what I'm saying? And then once I got something to work towards, once I, um, you know, cause I'm a perfectionist. So once, once, you know, you put something in front of me, I'm gonna try to perfect it. So, you know, once, once I got presented boxing, you know, it was just to the moon from there. Um, just a great feeling, man. Just, just to like, and I told people like, you know, I do this shit for free for the rest of my life. I don't ever gotta get paid or ever have a fight. I don't go to the gym and train all the time. It's just that's how much I love it. Wow. How long have you, even when you when when you first started boxing at nine, did you have a passion for it or? Um, no, I didn't. Um, it was um, it was just something that I was just doing. Um, but I knew that um that I was good though. Um, you know what I'm saying? From from you know, from what the coaches was telling me. Um I definitely didn't like getting hit. I remember the first time I, I really got hit. <laughs> I really I really didn't like it. Like I got put in the I got put in the ring with like one of the dogs and I got punished and it wasn't a good feeling. Um but um it just was some. It was just like an itch that I never scratched in my whole life. You know what I'm saying? Until now, and my and my coach, coach Boogie, always tell me, man. He like, man, you you coming along good. Like I wish I would have got you. You know what I'm saying? When you was younger, man, you'd have been a, you'd have been a dog by now. Did you ever talk to your mom about going back into boxing because you stopped because she pulled you out? So did you discuss with her going back into boxing? It was something like she would avoid and like then never really want to talk about and like it would always get to like the same place where I just be mad and she just would you know as I just it she made me like never want to talk about it you know what I'm saying but she supports me she come to my fight she's one of my biggest fans you know what I'm saying 
uh, I still ain't had that conversation. Like, see, I told you, you should have never took me out, but you know, it is what it is. <laughs> so you, so she's, so she's, it's not that she's 100% on board, but she's supporting you because she can see how much it's helped you. Is that what you're saying? Yeah. Cause, um, you know, early in my sobriety, um, it was, you know, some people, you know, it was her and like a couple of other people like, man, maybe you should like get yourself a rest. Like you go to the gym too much. Maybe you should do this and um and uh do this, that, and the third. So now that like I, I wanna go to gloves, she was like, I'm glad that you didn't let people, you know, persuade you from from going to the gym. I'm like, I'm like, yeah, because y'all really don't know. Like this, this is like half of my sobriety. Like this, this really helped me. Like, um, stay clean. Like, you know what I'm saying? People don't understand. Like, that's my that's my happy place. You know what I'm saying? When you when you when you started out boxing, you wasn't sober. Comparing yourself then to comparing yourself now. I mean, of course, you you've had time to develop. But what's the difference in the sober marquee boxing as opposed to a marquee who was boxing with drugs in the system? Um, I'm more motivated. I'm more energetic. Um, I'm learning a hundred percent of the time, even when I'm not doing that, I could be wrapping my hands. Like I'm watching somebody do something, you know what I'm saying? I'm talking to people more, I'm interact. I'm more interactive. Um, I'm, I'm more aware. Uh, yeah, you know, and I'm, I'm not lazy, you know what I'm saying? I'm not thinking about getting high when I, as soon as I leave, you know what I'm saying? I'm thinking about how, how better I could become more. I'm thinking about why he moved, why he, why he uh, throw that punch out the, you know what I'm saying, doing that, you know what I'm saying? I'm, I'm, my mind is in the right space. At any point during that, first, this is your first year of sobriety, at any point did you doubt that you could remain sober? Um, I never doubted that, um, I, I, I couldn't remain sober. Um, I just pay attention to, um, my ways and me being an unhealthy person sober, you know what I'm saying? It's not so much about me drinking or smoking. Cause I know I don't want to drink or smoke anymore. It's, it's the fact that like, you know, who are you when you, you know what I'm saying? It's clean and sober. You know, there's some people that never took a smoke or never took a drink. You would probably think they're the worst person ever. You know what I'm saying? So I don't really judge myself off, off the drinking or smoking. I judge myself by who I am and um, how I react to certain things and um, how I look at myself and my true character when no one's looking. You know what I'm saying? Uh, I could be a nasty person, clean and sober. So, you know what I'm saying? I just try to um, worry about who I'm becoming as a person and who I am how I look at myself and how other people look at me also. Um, I, I know I don't want to smoke or drink again. You know what I'm saying? That's that's, that's out of the question. You know what I'm saying? I, I, I go through a lot of shit. I've been through a lot of stuff in this last um, year and um, with uh, somebody else would have easily um, smoked a drink. You know what I'm saying? I'm talking about sleeping in my mother's car. Um, you know what I'm saying? Being homeless for a couple of days. Uh, having gambling problems, you know what I'm saying? Being broke, you know what I'm saying? So, you know, 
I don't question myself, you know, smoking or drinking. I just try to be the best person I can and keep getting better every day. You were you were so used to using drugs and alcohol to handle those problems, handle those situations, but it's sober you couldn't turn to that. So how did you remain strong to get through those challenges? Uh, I built a foundation. Um a lot of, w- 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 that consists on people, you know, morals. Um and I could fall back on that, you know what I'm saying, if if um if need be, you know what I'm saying? I got a lot of people to talk to, you know what I'm saying? Sometimes I go to um um the NA or AA meetings that uh that I've joined. Um you know, I I got a lot I could read. You know what I'm saying? I work out. That's a big part of um, my sobriety, you know, working out. Um, yeah, I got I got I got a huge support system if it if it comes down to it. Um, I tend to lot uh, try to handle everything on my own. But, you know, once I reach out and ask for help, you know, it just becomes a little easier. And I got strong men around me um, at the gym, my coaches, you know, my teammates. You know what I'm saying? So I don't really got to go through nothing by myself. Have you ever sat back and imagined what it would be like if you did not have such a strong support system? Um, no, I never really thought of that. Um, I'm I'd be too busy appreciating what I do got. I don't think about what I don't got. You know what I'm saying? Uh, but wow, that that would be that would be crazy. Cause I know it feel like you know, you know, when you look around. And you don't feel like nobody on your side. You feel like the world against you. You know, I've been in that space before, so I know what it feel like. I don't want to ever feel like that again. You know what I'm saying? Like, when I joined the gym, like, I felt, like, alone. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, I didn't have anybody. You know what I'm saying? So I don't even think about that no more because that's really where I used to be at. You said when you you said when you first joined the gym, you felt alone. Yeah, yeah. You just felt you just really feel like you know to be by myself a lot. You know, what I'm saying have a lot of relationship problems, so I can't even go home and escape from the world. It's like when I go home, I'm still at war. You know what I'm saying? So it was just a lot. You know what I'm saying? Was there a particular moment or a particular teammate that made you become more comfortable with going to Headbangers Gym? Mm. That's a great question. Well, my man, my man Jay Watts. Um, he was very receptive. You know, um, we spent a lot of time, like you know, outside the gym. Um, he told me a lot, like, you know, as far as, um, like stuff that don't got nothing to do with boxing, you know, financial things, um, career moves, um, just a lot of good advice. Um, just made me feel real comfortable and welcome, like a real brother, you know what I'm saying? Um, and my brother actually has like 25 to 30 years right now. So, you know, that's one thing that I grew up always, you know, yearning, you know, that feeling of, 
you know, having a brother. So he definitely like a um like a big brother to me. So he definitely made me feel comfortable and you know, looking forward to come to the gym every day. Okay. What would you say your proudest moment about being sober is? Um, like when I see people all the time and they, you know, tell me how good I look and, you know, make them want to, you know, be sober. Um, actually, one of my friends from my neighborhood actually joined the gym. That was one of my proudest moments. Like, you know, all you got to do is save one life and, you know, you did your job. So, you know, if I could do that, that made the world to me, you know what I'm saying? Now, how old are you right now? I'm 31. 31. So you you started boxing pretty late, correct? Yes. Okay. How old were you when you started? Was 30. Oh, wow. Wow. Yeah. Now, considering this is a young man's sport, do you find do you find yourself actually motivating people to that you know what? Even though I'm, you know, even though it's a young man's sport, I can still do this. Like even if I'm a little older. Yeah, um, my man, he's twenty. You know, I'm telling him like you got plenty of time. You know, what I'm saying I'm thirty. You know, look at me. So, um, yeah, uh, definitely. Um, you know, try to motivate others. You know, I have motivated others and people who used to be in the gym and and stop. Like, man, I'm about to get back in the gym. You know, what I'm saying I see you doing your thing, man. You about to make me, you know, get back. Um. So um, people definitely see me and, you know, get inspired, which means a lot to me because, you know, that wasn't even in the plan. I just wanted to be great, you know? Yeah. Now, what, what boxes actually inspire you? Um, so a lot of boxes. I don't know this dude's name, but he's 37. I was watching him the other day. Um, he, in, in a pro fight, he knocked a dude out. Um, but... You know, Floyd's still going, looking good. Um, it's a lot of it's it's some other boxer. I forgot his name. He went pro at like 30 something, but he actually doing good. So um it's a lot of cats that I see that, you know, still motivate me, like, okay, if he could do it, you know, I know I can do it. And how good I've gotten in the past year, you know what I'm saying? Um, a lot of people tell me that, you know, they never seen nobody you know, pick up the sport that fast. You know what I'm saying? I'm doing things that people, like, people never did, like, you know, when they first, at their first time in the Golden Glove, you know, win it all. So, you know what I'm saying? Definitely. You familiar with Antonio Tarver? Yes, I know who that is. Okay. Because he started out late, too. Oh, yeah? How old was he? Uh, I want to say Antonio Tarver started when he was... Ooh, like 20, mid, like 27, 28. Damn, I did not know that. Yeah, and then he went, he, like, they fast-tracked him to the Olympics, and that's how his uh-huh. career got started. He started late. That's crazy. I did not know that. I'm going to look more into that. Yeah, he started late. And he, I mean, that that's the thing. When you, that's, that's one of the, I, I don't know if it's a benefit, but when you start late, if you're grasping the sport fast enough, it's almost like they'll fast track you because you up against the clock. Whereas if you're young and you you grasping the sport quickly, they still they can look at it like, yeah, he 
he moving quick, but but we got time, so we don't need to rush him. Whereas if you older, it's like, mm, okay, he getting it. We need to go. Like next yeah. step, next step. Next and that's step. one thing my coach told me. Like, man, we about to fast track you. I'm like, all right, I'm you know I'm ready for whatever they say. I'm tough. <laughs> I get knocked down, get right back up. You know what I'm saying? So out my work ethic is good. So you know I'm ready. No nerves about being fast tracked. Nah, nah. Um, like I've been there with some dogs. I took some punishment, um, and you know my belief is you know just getting stronger and stronger after every win. You know what I'm saying? So um, my coach told me today I'm getting better. So you know what I'm saying it's it's all up to me for real. Can't nobody stop me but me. What's the ultimate goal for you in boxing? Uh, I want to go pro. Okay, I want to go pro. Um. Yeah, I want to go pro. What weight you fight at right now? Uh, I fought in the Golden Gloves at 165. So, um, I, I walk around at 175. My coach didn't really want me to lose too much weight. You know, Ben, it was my first fight. So I don't know if I would fight 158 or 57 or keep it at 165. You know, we, that's up. My coach, you know, see how he want to do things. Okay. Okay. So you so you still getting you still getting acclimated to the wake up part. Yeah, I'm getting it's getting easier, but I'm not gonna lie. It was like the first two times it was kind of hard, but like now, it's easy to cut weight now. It's not it's not that hard. What was the feeling for you the first time you your What was the feeling you had for your first fight? Um. Wow. I can't really really explain it. Uh, it. It was like uh, it was like it was them butterflies. I ain't gonna lie, it was them butterflies, you know. But once that bell ring, it, it all goes away. It's basically, you know, you fight how you train. So it's just like another day in the gym, you know what I'm saying? And the and the, the sparring that I get in the gym is nothing compared to like the fight. So you know what I'm saying? Once I get to that fight, it's it's, you know, I don't want to say pretty easy, but, you know, it's, it's you know, regular work. Um, I, I, I felt um, just a lot of anxiety, but, um, you know, I trust in my training so much and I trust in my coaches and the, and the work that I put in that the fight is already won. You know, you win the fight when you're training. So, and I believe I train hard enough, you know what I'm saying, to, to, to beat, you know, whoever they put in front of me. Any idea how many amateur fights you want to have before you go pro? Um, I say about like 20, 25. I'm at four now. It's supposed to have been five, but somebody pulled out. So, you know, I say 20, 25. Um, if it gets to that, really. 20, is that 20? How often, how often do you fight? Well, my only fights was the Golden Gloves. The Golden Gloves were my first fight, so um, I was supposed to fight last week in the Thump Yard, but they didn't find an opponent for me. So, you know what I'm saying? I'm just still waiting um, for my next fight. You know, I got my name sent out to a couple places just trying to find a matchup. That would be the biggest thing for real, just finding a matchup. Thump Yard, what's that? <laughs> you said, what's that? Yeah, what's Thump Yard? It's a... Um, Something put together in Maryland by a guy um, 
who's a victim to um, gun violence. This got pretty big. It's um, sanctioned by USA Boxing. Should take a look at it. It's called the Thump Yard. Okay. I want to close with this. What excites you the most about boxing moving forward? Moving forward or period? Mo- you know what? Have whichever one you want to answer. All right. Well, I can answer both. Um, what excites me about boxing is the hard work. Um, just knowing you in there with, like, when I'm sparring pros or uh, elite amateurs, you know what I'm saying? Just knowing that you're in there with um, somebody that's, that's very dangerous, you know, having having to be alert, having to be on your toes, you know what I'm saying? That's really the fun part. Like, when I'm in there with somebody I know I could beat, um, it's fun, but it's not as fun as, you know, having to be on your toes the whole time. Um, and moving forward, I'm just saying how bad I can get, um, and, um, you know, being in the ring and holding my own with guys that I thought that I couldn't hold my own with. But, you know, me working as hard as I do, that is really coming to life, you know what I'm saying? That, you know what I'm saying, I could really be with the best of them, you know, depending on how hard I work. Mm. Hey, I want to take this time to thank you, man, for doing this, um, your transparency, your honesty. I truly appreciate it. And let me say again, man, congratulations on making it one year being sober. I know it was a challenge. I know it's hard. So many people try. So many people fail. So for you to make it this far, man, I applaud you and I hope and pray you keep it going. I appreciate you, brother. Thanks for the platform. Before we end it, please tell the people how they can follow you and how they can stay in touch. Um, my Instagram is Keezy Mendez, K-E-E-Z-Y-M-E-N-D-E-Z. And uh, yeah, that's about it, man. Hit me up on Instagram. Okay. Well, again, man, thank you for your time and I wish you all the best moving forward. I appreciate you, bro. Have a good day. And you too. I want to take the time to thank everyone for listening to the podcast. I truly appreciate your support. You can follow me on Instagram at conversations underscore with underscore Lamp. My Facebook is also conversations with Lamp. You can listen to the podcast on SoundCloud and Apple Podcasts. Again, thank you all for listening. Have a great day.